Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
morning to you. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, the day has finally come. Good Lord, it's been a long wait, has it not, uh, to find out what the exit strategy is for lockdown. As I've been arguing uh, from the moment we went into lockdown, there was no plan to get us out. And until yesterday morning, there wasn't one. And we don't know all of the details yet, but an awful lot has been given out to, to the newspapers overnight ahead of that 3.30 announcement from the Prime Minister today in the House of Commons. No doubt he'll be doing a statement uh, in the uh, in number 10 later on to the nation as well. But we are looking at uh, four stages of lockdown release and we're looking at four key tests for uh, those uh, different parts of the roadmap. We do know... I mean, pretty much there's 99.9% sure that 8th of March is when it all starts. So in two weeks' time, all schools will go back. That's not just primary, not just GCSE and A-level, but all schools, all pupils, primary and secondary, will go back. Also, school sport uh, will be returning. And then the next stage will be on the 29th of March, which, of course, is when kids go back into school holidays. So it's kind of a swap around. You'll be looking at the rule of six outdoors, outdoor sports uh, and an end to the stay-at-home order, the default being you must be at home and an end to the limit on travel to only local areas. After that, well, it's a very, very long road that goes uh, all the way from April to June. But why so slow? Well, we'll talk about that uh, throughout the show with all of my guests. And we'll also be talking uh, more about uh, latest royal shenanigans after Meghan and Harry's split from the royal family on Friday and that visit to Prince Philip by uh, Prince Charles. And to discuss all of it, I know he's a royal fanatic, uh, Tom Slater, deputy editor of Spiked Online. Good morning to you, Tom. Morning, Julia. Morning. Yeah, I can I can feel the note of excitement talking about royals later on. I could I could really feel that. Um, <laughs> let, let's talk about this. I mean, from what we are seeing on the front pages, I mean, so much has been leaked already. Um, the eighth of March school day. I mean, I said being able to text my daughter this morning, so when she wakes up, you are going back to school in two weeks. You know, just to give some positivity. Um, we've got the early stages out, um, but things like you know the 29th of March when schools close again uh, for the Easter holidays, the rule of six outdoors and outdoor sport, the stay at home order ends and things like that um i mean an awful lot of this people are already doing if you were out and about at the weekend i mean first first weekend where we had mm. both sunshine and not freezing cold weather um i just i saw loads of people standing around clearly in non-household groups you know two sets of parents and, and kids sitting having a picnic on. i mean i have to say it made me smile i'm not encouraging or endorsing people to break the law but i you know i i see people out and about in the fresh air with their families um it makes me feel a bit more positive frankly but but is the government in a way in lots of these measures are they just trailing behind what people are already doing Definitely. And I think one of the things that's so striking about all the leaks about what could what is going to be in this roadmap is how the things that we're going to be given back first, as it were, were things that either should never have happened in the first place, i.e. closing schools. The evidence is clear that this was not a proportionate measure and very, very damaging. Or it's things that, frankly, a lot of people are doing anyway. This idea that from March the 8th, people are going to suddenly rush out and you know socialise outdoors with one other person. A lot of people have been socialising with a lot more than one person outdoors, yeah. <laughs> even just over the course of the weekend, as you say. And it just feels so out of whack with how much the risk has actually been reduced because of the vaccine rollout. You know, we now have hit the first four priority groups, so it's everyone over 70, there's some amongst the most vulnerable wipes out 80 of the potential deaths, yep. and yet we're still going at this glacial pace. I can only really hope that this is Boris Johnson employing his new uh, mantra of trying to under-promise and over-deliver, 
you know, in complete contradiction to what he's done for the rest of his political career. Otherwise, it feels like it's going to be incredibly slow. And as you say, way um, behind where the public is actually at already. Yeah, indeed. Again, I am still blown away on a daily basis by how much support, according to the polls, there is for lockdown to continue. And and there's never a vox pop on the BBC or Sky News where they don't end with someone saying, but the thing is, I mean, what we don't want to do is have to go back into lockdown. So it's right, it's better to go, you know, better better to take a couple more months. They always say months, like really like a couple of months is a a tiny (laughs) fraction of time. Oh, a couple more hours, a couple more months, you know, like another nine weeks um, to to, to come out. So so we're not forced to go back in. I mean, I always think, okay, A, your, your premise is wrong. No one's forced to go into lockdown you know b have they heard of the vaccination program you know and see and have they heard of spring um it is it is quite bizarre um the 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 i mean even the likes of i mean john edmonds professor john edmonds who's who's on sage who i mean you may as well just invite the grim reaper into a meeting he i mean this is a man who by the way was opposing lockdown last uh, last march um and um when, you know when when policy was still sane then and um and, and he's obviously been atoning for his sins ever since. And as as we know, with anyone who's <laughs> the convert, is always the most sort of avid and most zealous. And uh, and he he yesterday was you know being wheeled out yet again and talking about oh well cases are going to go up when schools schools go back and 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 there's going to be a resurgence and we need to vaccinate every child, not just every adult, every child. Once again, goalposts moved. Um and and for some reason the BBC keep wheeling him out every single week. Um but but this is the thing they just this idea that constantly we 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 should be sort of thinking oh well you know now there's a new variant and now there's new that we are we are seeing the success of the rollout of the vaccination process we are seeing cases plummeting um hospitalizations plummeting icu plummeting deaths plummeting we've seen what's happened with the pfizer vaccine in israel and yet whenever this is reported it's talked about in a sort of well it, it is beginning to look like no it's not no, these are actual cold, hard facts that are clearly related to the vaccination programme. And yet they're sort of seen as an aside. And yet surely they should be the main focus of, of the, the basis for coming out of lockdown. It's completely bizarre, especially because if anything is going to make that small proportion of the population who are a little bit vaccine hesitant, often in some of the most at-risk groups, start to question this process is when government ministers and officials effectively say that the vaccines haven't made a blind bit of difference in terms of how we come out of this. It's really, really quite strange. And my my hope in all of this is the fact that really people are going to start unlocking themselves, to be perfectly honest. The one thing that's not really talked about enough is that the public really led us into lockdown in the first place. People were locking down before the stay-at-home order was issued. The pubs were empty before they were closed. And I think we're going to see a similar thing coming out of this. As soon as people in their own family and friendship groups, the most vulnerable amongst them, are vaccinated, they're naturally going to stop observing these restrictions, I think. Not that I'm encouraging it, yeah. I just think that's how things are going to and happen. It's already and I happening. The I, government is going to be forced to respond to I, I, I can tell you categorically, I mentioned this on the show on Friday, I'm thinking of all the people I know who've been vaccinated, and most of those being over 70s, I can think of only two people who I know are obeying the letter of the law. Everyone else is having dinner parties now, meeting their friends, not just outside, but inside as well. Um, and, and on the basis of, well, we've been vaccinated. We waited three weeks and now, and now we've lowered the risk and now we now we believe we can make our own decisions. What frustrates me about this is those are people, a lot of them, who still support the lockdown rules. 
just not for them. And that's the thing. I wonder in all these polls mm. of all the support for lockdown, actually, it's a lot of people who, who, who say, well, yes, we need the lockdown because, you know, those stupid people over there, the ones who don't obey the rules. You know the people we talked about last, uh, last spring, people who went to Bournemouth Beach when apparently we were going to have this massive big, uh, you know, COVID explosion as a result of people going to Bournemouth Beach. And, and again, as, as Mark Walhouse, one of the professors uh, ab, uh, uh, advising the government, pointed out in evidence to the uh, Science and Technology Committee last Friday, there is not a single case of COVID traced, tracked in any way to, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people heading to Bournemouth Beach in one day. Um, I mean, the, the, the reality is um, that people are, are kind of just making their own rules up now anyway, except there are lots of people who are still obeying the rules because they're good citizens. They're doing the right thing. They're good people. But they are unnecessarily being trapped in their homes when it's, I mean, certainly outdoor meeting. There is no reason whatsoever on any medical or scientific basis that people could claim that it's unsafe now for people to meet outdoors. Completely. And we've known this for a long time. I remember back in the first wave when you saw, as you say, all that kind of chat about COVID idiots on mm. on the beach and people sitting in parks with no one around them and all of the kind of shaming of these people. Whereas if you looked into COVID for five minutes, you knew this wasn't a problem. Um, and yet this is something which kind of went on and on. And all the talk about kind of fake news um, and lockdown skeptics spreading dodgy theories and whatever. These are the ideas that have actually really cut through with the public. You see it in polls, people blaming other people for yeah. the spread of the virus rather than government policies and all the rest of it. But I think you're right. We shouldn't be in a situation where people are just naturally kind of disobeying the law because it's yes. ultimately becoming unworkable. But that is the situation we're going to be in more so than we already are now if the government goes at this glacial pace when we're in a position where, again, as of the middle of April, we'll have wiped out 99% of the potential deaths, yeah. yet pubs not opening for weeks on end afterwards, etc., etc. So I just think this... These leaks, such as we've seen them so far, I don't imagine the announcement is going to be particularly more optimistic. And I think this is going to cause major problems for the government because people have had enough of this, even if they do sometimes say one thing to pollsters and do something else in their own personal Yes, life. but they're happy to point the finger at other people. But, but I mean, the Prime Minister has apparently got four tests for the four different stages. All this has been signed off by um, the key cabinet members on the Sunday morning and it's going to the full cabinet this morning. I mean, both processes, by the way, simply rubber stamping. They don't really have any uh, any real say. We don't, we don't have cabinet government anymore in any meaningful way. Um, but um, the R number, interestingly, the reproduction rate, is not now a factor and again I, I've been arguing that like well hold on a minute well, who, who cares how many people are getting COVID if people ain't dying of it and people aren't getting seriously ill from it should the should the reproductive rate be an issue but that's not going to be one of the factors one is number one is the vaccine rollout continues successfully well again there's no reason why that shouldn't be the second is that vaccines are reducing hospitalizations and deaths well again that is quite clear I mean I'm not quite sure why anyone thinks the Pfizer vaccine for instance works in Israel but doesn't work in the UK um, and the infection rate doesn't risk a surge in hospitalizations putting unsustainable pressure on the NHS again why why would it do that in the spring with a vaccine rollout and also as long as new variants don't don't pose an extra threat for me it's number four that's going to be the issue is we the 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 obsession mm. with new variants because everyone in the media has suddenly discovered that apparently viruses mutate it's, it's really strange. We all knew this was a problem. Obviously, it hit kind of a particular issue for government policy when the new variant was discovered. But as you say, there's been new variants being discovered all the time throughout this process. And I think the worry is it's just the goalposts have been moved so many times. It went from being just about protecting the NHS, avoiding overwhelming the health service, and therefore it having this horrendous knock-on effect 
through to just lockdown being how you just manage cases, basically. So on the one hand, it's good to see that kind of baseline of just the spread of the disease being removed from, it seems like, the kind of hard and fast tests. But at the same time, that question of new variants is going to remain because that seems to be the new way in particular that the real kind of lockdown fanatics are trying yeah. to suggest we should have restrictions, not just beyond into the end of this year, but even beyond that as well. Yeah. Oh, we'll be wearing masks for years if it's up to them. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.